Just jump into it. Shut up. <laughs> can we just can we just open like normal people? Can we just No, <laughs> we can't do that. Oh. You're just gonna jump into it right away. You gotta you gotta give an <laughs> give an audio like intro. Yeah, wait, why the hell do we have to I mean if you don't know what we're here for, I mean come on. Like Yeah, you read you the know. title. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Yeah, okay, the title's like a little like off, I guess, in that sense, because we're gonna just not talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's also, very oh, important. It's it is very important. Also, I want to talk about Ozark, which I haven't can, seen it. You haven't seen? Oh, okay, okay. I'm just really quick gonna give my pitch for Ozark. It's Breaking Bad, but with money laundering, and the quality of writing is as good, and the directing's better. Wow, that is that is high praise. As Breaking Bad, I think is an almost perfect show. I honestly think that. I think I think the quality is is as good. I think there are some things I don't like. Sometimes the cinematography it's a lot like Breaking Bad in that way, where Breaking Bad has like this constant um, like orange <laughs> hue over everything. You're right, and you kind of <laughs> get annoyed to with it, but then you're just used to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but and like it's like that, except with greens and blues so it's just much colder the entire time it's very good cinematography or sorry color grading because like there's still like true black um in there so and like the skin tones still look like good um just like very pale but uh it's other than that like it's so good i i i love it love it jason bateman is fantastic all the performances are fantastic the directing is amazing uh and like it's the part one of two of the final season. So like all I'm saying, get in there, do the binge. And then when the second half comes back, like we talk about the show because it's just so good. All I hear are good things about that show. So it's, it's amazing. It's like amazing. it's the best for my money. It's the best Netflix produced content. That's not like that's at least from the United States. Honestly, because Netflix is out of the U.S. content gets re- like is sometimes a lot better. Yeah, it is. I am. A, I am like, like <laughs> it absolutely like, is. Like Squid Game, Queen's Gambit, those are both like yeah. way better than the U.S. produced content. Like what you're saying that um, I, I can't even think of a bad Netflix show right now. I'm gonna be honest. Ba- okay, live action because BoJack also slaps. Okay, BoJack was really good. So. Yeah. Wait, you're saying that He's All That was not very good? What? I actually watched He's All That. You didn't. So <laughs> I you didn't know. even see it. I heard it was horrible. <laughs> it's it's really bad. He He's All That is um yeah, just terrible. Just absolutely <laughs> terrible in every way. You know what movie uh Rishi, my brother, really undersold for me and then I watched it and I actually really liked it? Uh, was to all the boys I loved before. I watched that movie like four years after it was relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, more like three years after it was relevant. But he was like, it sucks. It sucks really bad. 
I watched it. I was like, I liked it. I thought it was good. <laughs> I have watched that movie with Joey three times. What? <laughs> you watched it? I've only seen it once. Dude, dude, because cause we're just like laughing at Noah Centineo. Because <laughs> like that dude is so funny. <laughs> Noah Centineo is, comes off as just such an idiot. And it's so funny to me. Like, I'm like, how are you attracted? I get he's hot, but like, how are you like attracted to him as a person? It makes no sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> And, we, and, like, the way his neck is just so, like, thick, so he'll, like, walk around, his <laughs> neck just doesn't move. It's just like, hey, how are you doing? Like, it's so weird. Like, I love, he, he is so entertaining in those, just to see what he's going to do. Have you seen his, like, speech at, like, the VMAs? No. Oh, it's so funny. Oh my it's God. so funny. Because he's like, if <clears throat> you need to do, like, what you want to do and if people are not letting you then you need to to see it <laughs> you know like it's like that's not that is <laughs> that's like the vibe of it it's <laughs> oh i love it it's so funny yeah wow. so that's good oh other tv show that i that is going on right now that i've been loving oh there's two i've been tv has been been going crazy right now uh wow so Euphoria is back, as everyone knows on Twitter. I haven't seen it. Why have you not watched Euphoria? Remember, I don't watch popular TV shows until like three years after their relevancy. I convinced Rishi to watch it. <sighs> like, it's so good. It's so good. Euphoria is genuinely great. I'll only do it for Zendaya. That's what most people are doing it for. <laughs> you're, come on. You're right. I'm like, not quirky. <laughs> you're not quirky. Like, <laughs> come on. You, if you had said Angus McCloud, I would have been like, okay, now that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty great. Cut. <laughs> Dude, like Angus McCloud, oh, he's great. He's so good. No, Euphoria is awesome. And then the other thing I've been watching is Attack on Titan because the final season is happening. So I didn't, I watched the first season of that show back when I was like in middle school and I didn't like it. That is pretty much everyone. Yeah. Yep. But that's because the first season is like by far the worst, which that feels like how it always is. Yeah. Like someone See, told me to watch The Witcher. And I was I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't care. Same They're people like, who like The Witcher are the people who said that Zack Snyder's Justice League was their favorite movie. <laughs> hey, why would you say that about Bailey? Come I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. It's true and you know it. And they also like the eighth season of Game of Thrones. Oh, no. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard like The Witcher is like actually like pretty solid fantasy stuff. And that episodes one through three suck. And I like. I watched episode one and I was like, this is boring fantasy garbage. <laughs> yeah. I like fantasy, but like, this is Garbo. Wow. And apparently it gets better. So I don't. Okay. Yeah. I probably uh, won't see it. I'm, I might. I might. <laughs> I, if I get bored, you know, which I have a lot of free time on my hands. So who knows? See, what ends just... up watching, what ends up happening for me is like, I should start a new show. And then I like browse the stuff for like a solid 10 minutes. And then I just decide to watch just whatever is easiest. And this happened last night because I was like, oh, you know, I'll just watch something. You know what I ended up watching? I watched The Breakfast Club. <laughs> that is what I watched last night. Why? I hadn't seen it in a while. And I just mean, it's, what? It's the most 80s movie still. Don't it, at me. It, 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 is, it is. It is. It's great. Like, it is the most 80s movie. Yeah. Is that a good thing? It's, in a lot of ways, no. No, I don't. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's 
Because it's like, is that more 80s than like... Pretty in Pink? Yeah, or insert other John Hughes movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I still think Uh, The Breakfast Club is the most 80s movie. I actually think the most 80s movie ever made is uh, Radio Rebel with Debbie Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) No. Every like 40-year-old in the world just threw up. Like, you can't say that. <laughs> Shout out to all the 40-year-olds who listen to our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, real quick, let's go through some noms. Uh, okay, go through the SAGs again. Yeah, so the SAG nominations have come out. In terms of the film stuff, we have the supporting actress... Um, nominations, we have Catriona Balfe in Belfast, who I hear is very good. I haven't okay. seen Belfast. Kate yeah. Blanchett in Nightmare Alley, first nomination she's gotten, and very, there really have not been too many nominations for Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I heard Nightmare Alley was, like, not great. I don't know, like, we're gonna check, we're gonna check it out next week. We're gonna watch it for next week, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Ariana DeBose, who's gonna win for West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. Makes good. sense. She good. did a great job. Uh, and then Ruth Nega for um, Passing, which I haven't seen. No, but I do like Ruth Nega. She's really good. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. That's which I'm, I like all of those. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really have any objections about that just because I haven't seen Belfast or Nightmare Alley or Passing. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, pretty standard. Okay. The supporting actor roles. This is the ones that were really weird. So Ben Affleck for... Uh, the Tender Bar, which I haven't seen. Bradley sure. Cooper for Licorice Pizza, which is the funniest thing in the world to me. Uh, Troy Kotzer for Coda, who's my personal fic. Oh, wait, uh, is he, he, was he the dad? Dad, yeah. Fuck yes. That guy, give he, that man just cash Give money. that man everything. Uh, oh my God. I he was him. absolutely incredible. Um, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. and i liked that movie and i really did like that movie it's just he was by far the worst part about it Uh, gerard (laughs) he's a good actor he's a good actor like i can't i can't hate that much have you i don't know if you've gone through the ordeal that is requiem for a dream i have i have i have it's so depressing but like He's fantastic in that movie. You know, like just give him more like subtle depressing roles and we'll be fine. Yeah, no more uh character. no more Mario. He's not a character <laughs> actor. So. Yo, what if Jared Leto replaced Chris Pratt as Mario in the Mario movie? Well, he's got the accent down, so it's, it's like it's a me. Paolo Gucci. <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh and then Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog, which I thought he did a good job. He's probably going to win. He's won most things so far. Okay, sure. Uh, Overall, I think it's hilarious that Bradley Cooper was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his 10 minutes of screen time in Licorice Pizza. (sighs) Which I think that he... I'm happy with that. Was definitely the best part about that movie. He absolutely was. He was so funny in it. Uh, like he, every single time he was on screen, I was just like, "I want more of this." 
Uh, so happy for him. But yeah, Jared Leto. It just makes me so sad because I feel like Al Pacino poured his heart out into that role yeah. in House of Gucci. And he just does not have any buzz at all. It's like Al Pacino. I don't know. I think it's one of the things where people just got used to it. It's the same thing. It's like Meryl Streep syndrome almost, except Meryl Streep still has hype. But like, I don't know, like the hardcore like film bros are not. <laughs> we're not like I'm not that huge on Meryl Streep, honestly. Yeah, neither you am know? I. Yeah. And I think that's like maybe for a lot of people that's happened with Al Pacino, too. But he was stand out to me in that performance. Yeah, yeah, like he yeah. was the best part. Yeah, uh, I. That's like if that's the case, that's so sad, because like then like, yeah, not that like recognition is why you do the work, but like, that sucks that they that they hold it back. I don't know. Yeah, ass. I, I don't know. It, it's it's just sad, especially since like his last two roles that he's had, being in House of Gucci and in The Irishman, he was incredible in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me happy because he hasn't had a really, really great role since his role in Jack and Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really thought we would get through talking about Al Pacino without without, without, about without, Duncan, without Duncan Chino coming up. It, it's not possible. I don't. I don't. I don't think it is at this point. You know, it's so um, sad that I know every word to Duncan Chino. <laughs> it's very sad, but I do. I'm not gonna ask you to recite it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> okay, what's okay? Okay, okay. What's uh best actress? Best actress. We have Jessica Chastain from The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which we were talking about today. Uh, Olivia Coleman from The Lost Daughter, which we already talked about. Uh, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. Good. 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 Jennifer Hudson for Respect, which I haven't seen, but I heard she's good in it. Sure. It's like, whatever. And then Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, which I have tried to watch that movie twice, and I can't do it. I can't get through it. Uh, I'm really sorry to all the Aaron Sorkin fans out there, but but I can't do it. It's just, I just can't. Okay. But uh, overall, pretty standard, except for Jennifer Hudson. She was kind of the oddball pick in yeah. there, uh, being that Kristen Stewart has had a lot of buzz for Spencer which yeah. I haven't seen. I don't know. This maybe they're they haven't been like campaigning her cuz it felt like the movie was its own campaign in a way, but like there is like a lot of like money that needs to be spent for an actor mm-hmm. to get a nomination. Like Yeah, and, and I think they really were. They really were. It also came out like earlier in the year, so timing I know is, that shouldn't matter, but timing is such a pain in the ass, but it's it, a it's, huge factor. It's a huge yeah. thing. If your movie doesn't release in, you know, October the yeah. earliest you know people are probably gonna forget about it i think it's so sad because i was talking about uh this before we started recording but um <clears throat> in the heights i really like that film i know um some people weren't as big on it but one thing that was indisputable was that olga Meredith was incredible in it mm. she gave an absolutely outstanding performance and if i were in the academy i would nominate her for best supporting actor or actress but she just won't get it yeah it's that's just, like that's a thing like there's a lot of money running through it's like who gets sent screeners of what and all this stuff like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of money um like and they're not yeah the studio doesn't pay i don't wait do you know what studio produced warner brothers what it was oh yeah i remember it released on hbo max that's so weird jeez 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warner Brothers. And that's that might be Warner Brothers. Just <laughs> it yeah. might honestly, it, it honestly just got like no buzz. Uh, maybe it was yeah. just because there were so many other musicals who came out this year, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah, and it's like just for context, when I keep talking about like you could just pay for an Oscar nomination, essentially. Remember that Black Panther got a Best Picture nomination. It did, and it's and not a bad movie it's not by a any ba- means. It is not a bad movie. It's a very culturally important movie and like historically significant, but it was not a Best Picture nominee. <laughs> it was a Best no. Picture nominee. Oh it, like God. it was that year because uh, they campaigned the hell out of it. They put it was so much money. Like when you see actors like showing up on a talk show, like four movie, uh, like four months removed from when the movie actually came out, or in Black Panther's case, like nine, ten months after the movie released. Yeah, it's that's an Oscar campaign every time. Like, you know, what's the insane. only movie in like recent times that has come out like really early in the year and like didn't super, super campaign, but still got a nomination was Get, Get out. out. That Get was out. the, that was uh-huh. the only one that I was can that remember like a, in recent years. It was like a March or April It was a release. March release. Yeah. That's insane. It, was a, it was a February or March release and I it, think it was came Mar- out. It was, yeah, yeah. It, it, re- it was released on the same weekend as Logan, the, oh. which was like, a great weekend at the movies. Jeez, that was a good weekend in the movies. The most sad is that I wasn't, uh, I wasn't old enough to see rated R movies. Oh no! Oh, dude, Logan is so sick. I would like even watch the like bullshit black and white version they did. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Like that movie's so sick. It was really uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, actor, what do we got? Actor, we got Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos again. Can't get through that movie. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, which he did a good job. Yeah. My favorite performance of the year, Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom. Well-deserved, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Will Smith and King Richard, which I would say well-deserved as well. Uh, and then Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth, which I haven't seen. It's good. Have you seen it? it? No, um, no, I said, like, that's, that's good. I'm glad yeah. that... I haven't seen it. It's on Apple TV, um, which... I probably could. <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it's on Apple TV, um, and I s- think I still have a subscription to that. So nice. I'll I'll take a look at it probably because I do like I like I'm not a huge Cohen fan. Um, it's probably my least like film school take is that yeah, I'm not a is huge like Cohen brothers. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge Cohen brothers person. Yeah, you know? um, but like just seeing Joel Cohen by himself like doing stuff that's like super kind of avant-garde that sounds fun so. yeah and i hear denzel washington like he's such a good actor like yeah. fences when he was in that like yeah and Frances so mcdormand is in that too she's, and also she's in always she's like she's my actual meryl streep literally i mean <laughs> yeah. she's she's just so good like yeah she's very it's also just she chooses just great projects yeah yeah I, like um, her performance in nomadland was like it's pretty damn amazing Amazing, yeah. yeah, yeah, or uh, or three billboards of three um, billboards Madison of Saturday, Missouri. Oh, yeah. she was really oh, good. Oh, god, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She won, right? She, won she did both. win. She did win. She won for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. Yeah, and then oh. for go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just gonna move on to outstanding cast, but oh, who cares about outstanding cast? 
<laughs> you don't nah, care? Just, just do it quickly. Just go. Quickly. It was Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, House of Gucci, King Richard. Which Give it House of Gucci, call it a day. Yeah, I, that was. I was happy about that. Coda, I was happy about that. Belfast, I hear is good. King Richard was good. No. Oh yeah, wait. Anjanu Ellis wasn't nominated for Best Supporting Actress. And what for? For King Richard as oh. her the mom. Yeah, she, but I don't know. She, they didn't. The role wasn't like that meaty, you know. Yeah, but she's been getting nominated like everywhere for it. Oh. Mm. So it was just weird. I was like, wow, that's fine. Okay, let's take a look at PGAs and DGAs real quick. Um, so not much to go over here because it's the PGA and D. They really affect like three yeah. things. Um, but I did want to mention one thing that I thought was interesting from uh the director's guild nominations as far as standing director um directorial achievement and dramatic series secession swept every single nomination is from an is for an episode of secession you're talking about dga right for for dga yeah for for motion picture drama or no sorry not motion tv show drama tv show right yeah like they're different directors but all of them are for um succession so I guess that show has like incredible directing. So that's I just thought that was really weird. Um, I haven't seen it, so I I know I have any I hear amazing things, but like yeah, <laughs> yeah I, geez, uh, I guess I gotta check that out if I like want to see some good directing. Yeah. Um, anyway, director, um, outstanding directorial achievement in theatrical film, and these will probably be the Oscar nominations. Paul Thomas Anderson, Kenneth Branagh, Jane Campion, Steven Spielberg, Denis Villeneuve. I don't see any other directors getting in there. I'm going to be honest. No, I, I don't either. Um, like, I would say Ridley Scott for what uh, for House of Gucci, but that's not going to happen based on the other nominations. No, so. it won't. Yeah. Um, and I'm not outwardly mad about any of these. I Like I said, I think Licorice Pizza is extremely problematic, and so I'm kind of not too <laughs> big on the movie. Yeah. So I wouldn't put him there but yeah. i i i'm not necessarily mad about any of the other ones um especially jane campion um she's she, that's, she did a really good job with directing um she she did a really good job and you know she's like a, a young female director from like new zealand right so yeah like, like i i i think that that is like well well deserved um and then denis yeah. villeneuve also like yeah, I'm really glad, happy to see him get the nomination. I mean, he's he's been like he's been known as like a mm -hmm. top tier director. So now I think I think they're probably going to do Dune 2 first, but I want him to go back to like the indie scene so bad yeah. just for like one or two movies. I love his big budget films too. Like I don't care what he does. Honestly. Yeah, he's just a great just, director. Like Prisoners so was so good. Like that was the first of his films that I saw, right? Yeah. And oh my god. So so, so good. good. So good. Incredible. Um, um yeah. So, uh PGAs usually what determines best picture. Um Yep. We got Being the Ricardos Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, Tick Tick Boom, and West Side. So keep in mind very, this very happy with all those. Yeah. Keep in mind this year the Oscars, right? They've committed to 10. They're like, 
we're only doing 10 we're doing 10 and that's how many where did where did they say this they said this like in an announcement like some tweet or whatever like they were like (laughs) we are doing 10 that is how many we're doing um Uh, uh, so that's how many they've been nominating like only like eight Mm -hmm. consistently for like four years yeah like (laughs) they changed it up to 10 I forget which year. I think it was like 2012. They changed mm-hmm. it to 10. And then they did like actually 10 like that year and maybe one other since that's happened. So, yeah. and of all years to change it, you do it on a year where there <laughs> probably isn't 10 films that deserve to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, come it's, on. It's whatever. You shit. Uh, oh, also, uh, the animated awards, which this is pretty. We all know predi- what's going to pre- predictable. Win. Encanto, Luca, um, the Mitchells, Mitchells versus the Machines, Ryan the Last Dragon, Sing too. See, I heard Mitchells vs. the Machines was really, really good. It's Lord and Miller, so like, makes sense. Yeah, but I heard I- Sing Two is going to like absolutely sweep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till next year when the Mario movie gets nominated for Best Animated. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually gonna happen. <laughs> that is that is like assured to happen. Actually, it's good. It's such uh, a throwback. Like, remember uh, when the boss oh, baby got nominated? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were able to say the Oscar nominated boss, boss baby. baby. Uh, I want to find like a box <laughs> or like. A hard copy of it that says Academy Award. Academy Award. You are nominated Boss Baby. <laughs> the Boss Baby. Dude, I can't wait to buy Academy Award <laughs> named it Mario movie. Yes. It's going to be oh. so good. But oh, yeah, yeah. Encanto is going to win that. And I'm happy. Like, yeah. that, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 I think we're fine. I think we can probably. But get I do want to say something about the award nominations real quick. I'm very happy that Coda is getting nominated. Yes. Uh, because yeah. it's not the type of film that usually gets nominated. Um, to have like a heartwarming, like super, super small scale family story, um, that usually isn't the type of thing that gets a lot of buzz. Yeah. And um, like, if Coda got like. Crazy world, but if Coda got like best picture, like imagine, like that would just be like that would that would be like the most heartwarming end to a heartwarm already heartwarming story. Like, yeah, yeah, it's. I'm very happy that it was nominated because it usually things like that usually don't get nominated, and I was very happy to see that it was. Yeah, Um, yeah, and it's getting the buzz that it deserves. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's move on to our topics for today. Um. We start with the, like, what is it? It has the record for most Emmy Emmy nominations for a freshman comedy. Ted Lasso at 19 Emmy nominations after its first season. Which is insane. That is nuts. That is, that is insane. And now, and like, we're going to, we're going to talk about it. But yeah, if you've watched the first season. It's not a surprise, honestly. It's, it's not that the good. First it's that good. season is like I can't say anything wrong with it. Like genuinely, I <laughs> don't know anything that I would have changed it's uh, so about fantastic. the first season. Yeah, I mean, there are like episodes that obviously like shine a little more than others, mm-hmm. but that's just because like you've been building 
like so many character moments and then when mm-hmm. you see them like rise up like it just it has a great like ebb and flow to that and yeah yeah the um, character growth and the storylines the acting, acting like the jokes like just the, the jokes writing. are so funny yeah um, the way and that Jason's, talks is, yeah. yeah jason sudeikis who plays and is a producer and a writer for the show he plays the titular character um he <laughs> is like he's so funny and such a good actor but also like <clears throat> the first time i saw him in anything i saw him in that like the hide and seek uh snl sketch right the one with like the murder mm. bill Hader and all that mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah right mm. so that was the first thing i saw him in and then i also saw him in we're the millers which is i know which you love that movie it's not a great it's it's not like significantly like well made or anything it's so funny though it's so funny i still don't understand your love for that movie it's so like, funny <laughs> it's so funny uh yeah so okay go ahead give your give her thoughts i guess uh yeah <clears throat> and the second season right was released yeah second season was released that, this that, year that, that did happen yeah that did happen and i think that's what we're gonna kind of mainly talk about uh today uh, but yeah. i liked it i still liked the second season i thought it was still very good I didn't think it was nearly as good as the first season, which I didn't expect it to be because the first season is just like, it's so, so good. I think we're in kind of a place where these types of comedies um, that are on TV, we're going out of like the mockumentary phase and more into like maybe character growth and like all that sort of like very much about mm-hmm. like, like very central, like ensemble casts and uh, growth like, for all. Have you seen Barry? I haven't seen Barry. Do you know about it? I know about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's built. It's like it's that same generation of SNL people that are still like the biggest names in comedy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Bill Hader is so good, like so insanely good. And that's so good. Yeah. And it's like it, it it's slightly more comedy than drama. But again, that is kind of where it's going is like people like to see the drama lead to comedy. Exactly. And yeah. uh, I know you haven't seen it and you say that it's like the Queen's Gambit for you. But whenever I was watching this movie or, or this show, I all I could think about was Shit's Creek, which came out uh, a few years ago. I will not be watching Shit's Creek. Just do it. <laughs> I do not care about Shit's Creek because if I have to get through two seasons, they're of, short of crap. It's to- not bad. <laughs> It's okay. I've watched like the first episode and I was like, I'm not about it. Like, Just get through. It gets so much better. <laughs> it gets better. You know, a central theme of Ted Lasso season two, which we're talking about now. So let's yeah, stop talking. Okay. About- God. I would recommend it. I think it's I know, again, I know. one of, one of the know. best I'm- comedies to come out. The last uh, season, I freaking sure. cried the whole way. Um, so yeah, but I still liked the second season a lot. I still thought it was very good. I really loved a lot of the things that they did with characters. Some of them I didn't like, um, the most controversial one when we get into like, when we talk about what happens, I actually thought was an okay decision, but, um, overall Jason Sudeikis still is incredible in the role. Like he still is the central part of the show. And I think that he is just absolutely incredible. And 
also my favorite character is such a basic pick, but it is what it is. Roy Kent is my favorite oh, character yeah. on this show. It's not um, like that's a basic pick, but that's like it's hard not to pick Roy Kent. He's you can. so awesome. Um, he's Ugh. just amazing, and I really like what he does in the in this season too. I I he every time he's on screen, I really really like it. Um, I also thought, and I know maybe you didn't like this as much, but I usually Christmas episodes of shows really piss me off. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually I do. Like Christmas. I like the Christmas. Episodes. I don't know. I think they're usually like way too. I don't know. They're like we need to know the true meaning of Christmas. And that's like the plot of every single one of them. And this one had some of that, but oh yeah, I, oh yeah, you were like Santa showed up. Isn't that so cool? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right. but okay. I really liked the Christmas episode in this season. I thought it was really, really good. I liked all of the individual stories, and it really let a lot of the uh side characters kind of have their their moments. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. I, I mean, you've been talking about it a lot, but like I really love season one and just really didn't love season two, um, and it's it's all in like the storylines and the way that they're doing conflict mostly, right? Because I think the conflict that is done in season one is so good; it's like the central premise of the show initially, and then like once they lose that after completing season one's arc that isn't like like they don't continue with anything from the season one like setup essentially and they try to move on to all these other new conflicts and they all just in season two conflict comes up at the beginning of the episode and is resolved super easily by the end it's just conflict resolution like there's no like build up there's nothing there's a like two or so like real conflicts that build up over time and most of those I'm not invested in. I don't think they're they're that good. I don't like where they're going with certain characters, stuff like that. I just, it's all in that. That being said, I think season two like has as good of, if not, if not better jokes than the first season. I won't spoil it just for anyone who, who's seen it. Uh, it's the, it's the it. first moment of season two. But the first moment of season two is one of the hardest things I've ever laughed at in my life. It's so funny. <laughs> like, I can't believe they wrote that. I can't believe, I can't believe they, they wrote it. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Like, oh, wow. They God. really just did that. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's like season two. Uh, I, the jokes are still very good. Um, it's just I didn't like the, the, the plot lines and some of the political implications. Also, just like the fact that they're talking about like they're getting into more like political stances somewhat you didn't like it i just it just bothered me like there's a point like in the christmas episode where they're at the dentist and she just turns and does like the and science is real like to the camera mm-hmm. and i'm like look i get it i agree with like that statement but it still feels like that's like a dnc like line that we wrote in it felt it felt forced uh for it sure. felt it feels so and, like and pandering to like certain points of audiences and enforcing that is like one thing but pandering to like political sentiments in my i just i hate seeing that shit in tv shows it bugs me i mean i i would agree to an extent i would agree to an extent uh there is a moment in the mid-season 
when one of the um characters who is Nigerian um doesn't want to wear a sponsor on his jersey because of um bad things that the company is doing um in his homeland in Nigeria and in Africa in general. And so there's a big moment mm-hmm. where they do this protest when they go out on the field. Um and like that's in there and it's a pretty big moment. Um and that was definitely like a political quote unquote, you know, um messaging right there. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's it's like it's the Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and football. like mm-hmm. it's it's things that we've that we have seen and that have happened and that have had like broader social impacts. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that moment was not necessarily because it is like what ends up happening is it seems like performative activism like did something. Um uh-huh. which which is just like straight up not true. Uh doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I would say that the after the aftermath I wasn't necessarily a fan of, but I really liked what that moment meant for the characters. I really liked it um, when that happened because what it did was it allowed one of the characters who you really don't like a lot in the first season um, to kind of be brought into the team. And then also we see mm-hmm. moments from Rebecca, who's the team owner, Ted Lasso, who's the coach, and a lot of them to see them supporting him and that sort of stuff. And it kind of held together and reinforced that team ideal. Because I I thought it was good for the characters uh, in the way that yeah. it worked. Okay, well, here's my thing with it. Is I do agree. I think that's a very good thing for, for Sam's character. Um, and, and Jamie's character. I think it sets up a lot. I think it's very good. Um, in a lot of damn ways. Two things. One, the setup to it. Which the setup to it is that he's like on a bike like doing his um, like training and then uh, like texts his dad and he's like, look at this sponsorship I got. And his dad is like immediately back. You can't use that. Blah, blah, blah. This reason I'm so disappointed in you. Like, okay, that that's, that's blunt and immediate, but like that happens at the very beginning of the episode. And then we end with like the tape over the sponsor. Right. Yeah. I feel like in season one, we would have set that up like way earlier in the season and talk about like that oil company or like reference the situation in in Nigeria more. But it's like we get all of the information that leads to that like conclusion that helps the characters out. All of the information that comes out happens in that one episode and it it just comes at you super quick. And to me, like there's a lot of conveniences to make that happen. You know, I just don't see that as like great writing. Like, and that's what I'm talking about is like, They'll introduce a conflict at the beginning of the episode. And it can be even something that seems like it's a difficult thing. And then just have a simple, easy solution for it that everyone can get behind by the end. That's just not, I don't think that's good writing. I, like, I, again, I'm watching Ozark right now. And they'll introduce like a huge problem. And then spend the entire season figuring that out with lots of little okay. individual problems that need to be solved in each episode. Right? Yeah, like, it makes sense. It's, yeah. I just don't think that's good writing. And I can see that from that specific point of view, but I feel like there were still overarching conflicts and stories specifically with the internal struggles of Ted Lasso, right? There that was kind yes. of a huge focus. Yeah. 
And that was like, we had yeah. multiple things going on. There were kind of, I think there were two main overarching stories. There was like Ted Lasso's internal struggle with kind of his mental health and that sort of stuff. Mental and health, then there, yeah. Yeah, Rebecca. and then there was, well, Rebecca didn't really have much throughout this season, which- yes. Yes, she did. Rebecca had to find love. Okay, that was dumb. Which is just as really good dumb. as her. Which is just as good as her season one thing. Where I she wish was like that the they hadn't villain. done anything. <laughs> I wish so that she didn't do anything. I'm gonna be completely yeah. honest. I really wish that she didn't her do anything. Her character is this so like without like that little underside of like kind of a darker like sense to mm -hmm. her that was there throughout the entire first thing. And then you just see her like pop up in these moments. Without that, it her character is so flat. Like yeah, just just flat. That's the only way I would describe. It's just like there's not intrigue. Her character doesn't feel like she's going anywhere. It's uh, it was yeah. so depressing because she's great. She the really is, is great. Yeah, she and she was it. in Game like, of Thrones, right? She was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she was the sh she was the shame lady with. Yeah. The <laughs> wait, wait, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. With the <laughs> shame. <laughs> Shit! Wow, that actually wow. worked in wow, the thing. Wow, look at you! Oh, cool. Wow. Anyway, I'm I got the props. You got all the sound effects and everything. Um, that was my water bottle. If for anyone that it's not knows. a bell. Started <laughs> <laughs> working at a deli. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they let me record my podcast <laughs> in while in I'm the deli. At my <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Like, honestly, I really wish they hadn't really done much with her. I wish she was just kind of a supporting role in some of the storylines, like maybe with Ted. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's because she had this huge growth in season one that was really amazing to see. Like, really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, the way that they wrote her yeah. character in season one. And so I think because she well, had... It, like was, it was like the central... It was like the central thing of season one. It mm -hmm. worked so well because of that. Yeah. And I think because of that, we, I don't think we necessarily needed to see a ton come from that in season two, especially when they introduce new characters. Um, personally, that's just the way that I feel um, about that, which sucks, yeah. but it is what it is. But like we had Ted who was dealing with that. And then we had Nathan who, or Nate the Great, right? Who had his kind Na of Nate. Yeah. Nate the Great, yeah. who was one of my favorite characters in the first season. Um, and I, I know a lot of people, if you've seen the show, people really don't like what they did with him. People really don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I personally, I'm one of them. You are one of them. Exactly. I personally don't mind that they did that. I think we need to see what they do in the third season, but <clears throat> I think it makes sense with what is going on within the, the storyline. I. No, I look, I get it makes sense because Nate's always been this person who's been like undervalued. So then like teaching him to like stand up for himself through the course of the ep like the that is one thing that carried over. Like that was a conflict at the beginning of the episode. It's still like one of those isolated conflicts, which I kind of don't like, but it was an isolated conflict in the episode. And then it led to like him moving forward and like changing and getting more confident and all that good stuff. But like one is it, it the show is like wants to talk about mental health and be like yeah, uh, and talk about these mental health issues with with Ted 
and with like some of the other players and then it never acknowledges that nate is like also struggling with those same mental or like not same but like mental health issues as well and like because confidence and like what he's going through and anxiety that's all mental health is the, the same way that ted's anxiety attack is right so it doesn't like it never acknowledges that like Nate is probably the one who needs to see that counselor more than anyone. Yeah. You know? And I just didn't like, I, and I didn't, I didn't like that. Also, it's just, it happened so quick. I thought I, I wouldn't say that though. I think it was like, I think it was kind of set up, but like, cause we it saw happened very quick. In, and then like in the first season, right? Sorry, well, we I see him like being like, aggressive. Okay. We really do. We see hints of him being like, when he's given this platform, he is aggressive. And well, when he had when he has like the greatest speech in the entire show. <laughs> yeah. When like, he just like Roy, you used to run at the ground like it took your money. <laughs> like, just, right? Like, but so we see good. that. Yeah. But we see that. Like we see the aggressiveness come out when he's given a platform. And then we even see in the last season, in the last episode, he is already an absolute dick to Will. We already see it in the last episode. Yeah. Right. So we see that. And then we yeah. see it even in the first episode of the se second season. We see him being like this kind of dick. And all throughout this season, he's like, whenever he's trying to work on his confidence, it's an unhealthy way of working on it. And the issue mm -hmm. with that is that he, ha you see these unhealthy ways of thinking always. And mm -hmm. Th mm -hmm. that's like we're seeing where that's going and so i personally think it was okay because it might seem fast because there were a few episodes that he just wasn't in or he was a very small part in it but i to say that it was fast True. i don't know i think that there are okay. places where we've seen it before okay but tell me this are you actually excited to see him be like the central villain of the next season well, I don't think that he's Are going to be ready the for villain. that for that much Nate, like that much Nate, just like coming at your life. I don't think I... necessarily. I don't think necessarily that's going to be the case. Oh, we have to see what they do. Going, we have to see what they do. The... Okay, he might their be the... final shot. The final shot was them was the camera pushing forward to him in an all black suit, running a team like a damn drill instructor, and they turns and faces camera. And you're like, nah, he's not going to be the central. Okay, <laughs> what I mean by that is it might not end that way. Like, yes, he's the coach of the other team now, but at the end of the day, we have to see what happens. He might see, we saw Jamie in the last season. He was the villain of that season, right? He was no, the villain. No, I think it's going to turn around. I, this, this, this show doesn't believe in um, not ending in a positive way, I think. So right? I, it's yeah. like he's going to make the turn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what? Well, it's it's fine. It's good. Like it's whatever, but uh, I, I don't I like see it. why people don't, don't like it. I'm not excited. I'm not excited. I see for why it. people don't like it. But for me, I think that it works, but a lot of people see Ted Lasso as this show that can only be optimistic. It can only yeah. be optimistic and that's it. And I personally don't think that way. I don't think that it well, has to be locked into that. Um, I, I don't think it has to be locked into that, but like, also you can't like Ted's the only one of those characters that like, 
needed therapy for like extended sessions and like most of the characters would go in for like one 50 minute session and come out be like i'm perfect now and i'm like <laughs> like danny rojas cool like danny rojas <laughs> God, danny Ro <laughs> okay 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 brief detour from this the cast especially like the cast that they got for the the football the, team the football team they're so good the soccer they're team sorry the football the team soccer no, oh. the football team. You're British now. The the football, uh, football. The football team, football. <laughs> um, no, the cast that they got for the team is just amazing. Everyone, they are, yeah. Their their chemistry is off the charts. They do yeah. like just like wacky things, and you believe it, and you love it. Like <laughs> the haircut. Uh, that haircut the was so good. Oh. The Christmas scene, like yeah, so much in, the, good stuff. in uh Higgins's uh house, right when they're all yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's so good, it's very good. Uh oh, like when they have like the Nerf war, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I love yeah. that. And the other thing is, is uh we already hit on this, but I do want to push it even more forward that Roy Kent, it, he steals every scene he's dude, in. Dude, that guy is. Oh, I love him so much. He's I love so, him so much. good. Like, yeah. just absolutely amazing. Every moment. Um, I just I just love him so much. He's mm -hmm. like, he's so funny. He's uh, just like so determined the way that his character is written. I love it. And the way that Brett Goldstein mm -hmm. portrays him. I really like too. dude. I've seen someone like. Weaponized swearings like this since Samuel Jackson. <laughs> like, yeah, <he's> just <laughs> like. like Every time he swears, I'm like, this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh yeah. I love him. I love him. I love him. Uh I don't know. There's not like I don't have like too much to say about Rakan. But yeah. Like he's you see what you get and it's great. And yeah. no one like has any qualms against it. Yeah. It's great. It, he's um, just he's just great, man. Uh, yeah. Just so good. Mm -hmm. Um but what did you think about what they did with Ted's character? Because we didn't really talk about it. We just what for about, like, for season Ted's two? Character. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very good. I thought it was like pretty well done. I don't like that. Like when he had his big monologue, they wanted to intercut that with Rebecca. That I didn't like. I, I know, really didn't like that. Yeah, I know that they are what they're going for here. But I'm like, wait, no. The, let each character have their moment. Exactly. Like Especially I got really mad at that. Since there were so different situations. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Like and you're trying to intercut them like on like mid sentence. And I'm like, this mm -hmm. is bad. Don't do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Editing there kind of pissed me off because both like I would say, especially Jason Sudeikis in that moment, that is the most vulnerable we've seen him. Yeah. The most vulnerable we've seen him. Um, yeah. And he really does a good job. He really, really does. Like, I didn't expect him to not do a good job, but he does a very good job. But I really wish that we would have had just like a long take I, of just him explaining this, right? The title of this program. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said it. He <laughs> did the he said it, man. It's like when they say the name of the movie in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It took us what twelve episodes, and you finally, finally did it. said it. <laughs> you finally did it. Uh, yeah, man. no, it that that kind of is. I was fine. With, like again, I didn't actually think it was like that incredible. Um, I know, like, I I think it was really good. 
Um, but I always like expected that there was more to Ted Lasso than just like the optimism though there though, right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like super surprised. I didn't see him as like as this bastion of positivity, you know? Yeah. I really also wish they would have explored his relationship more with his son. Yeah. I, I yeah. really wish that. Maybe we'll get that in the third season, but I would really, really like to see that a lot more. I agree. Um, yeah. Because with that growth, we one of the most vulnerable moments of the first season is the fact that he's going through a divorce. Um, like that is one of the most central things that happens during that season um, with Ted's character. And so I would love to see the way that he interacts with like his son. Cause he still wants to be a very, very good father. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially considering his backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have, I don't know. I would like to see that a lot more. I don't know. I think my favorite character from season two is honestly Jamie. I yeah. really think Jamie's like growth felt super genuine. Yeah. The part with his dad at Manchester was great. Really good. Really good stuff. And then like, the moment right after that when yes. Roy, right? You know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No, no, but like that scene was just so well set up and they directed it really fucking well. Because it's just so silent. Everyone's beaten down. You have this asshole in there and Jamie has to stand there. And like, it's it's exactly what you want to happen. It's so good. Um, yeah, I, I like Jamie was probably my favorite character. And even him like telling like Keely that he loves it. Spoilers. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't given a shit. So like yeah. even him like telling Keely that he still loves her. Like I felt that that felt genuine to me because like. That's the thing. Like Jamie's one of the only characters in season two where like their whole arc, I was like, yeah, I, I actually can, I buy everything that's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would wholeheartedly agree uh, mm-hmm. with that. Like also Jamie... like having him start out on like too hot to handle is also fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Too hot to handle season three out now. And the funniest <laughs> thing I think about that is that when they're watching too hot to handle Roy's watching it with a bunch like... of wine moms. <laughs> so good. Roy, Ugh. Roy Kent being friends with wine moms was—it was short-lived, but it was very funny. Oh god, happening. yeah, yeah. The jokes, like the jokes of season two, I think are better. Like, like again, ha- there's having a, Jamie on Two Hot to Handle is pretty fucking great. There's a or, joke, yeah, that involves uh, Keely masturbating, um, <laughs> and Roy walks in on her, and then. And then she's like, I don't want you to see what I'm masturbating. <laughs> and I'm not even I'm not gonna spoil it because it, you just need to see it. It's so uh, funny though. It's, it's so like, funny. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought for yeah. like what I thought was gonna happen is I thought it was gonna be like a dramatic moment because she had just seen Jamie earlier that day. So I thought it was gonna be like Jamie or something. But then it wasn't. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's Ted Lasso. Uh, Season one is like top tier television, like absolute top tier comedy. Yeah, I would Um, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like there's one episode from season one in particular. Um, It's the first episode of the show I actually saw where they go on like a game uh, they go to a town where like they never they haven't won a game there in like years, yeah. um, and they just have like an amazing game and like it. That episode is like so good, um, really, really well done. It's so well done. Yeah, 
and the jokes are good. Like, like Coach Beard and his like alliteration, <laughs> where he's like, "So they call cleats boots here, yeah." So if you got fired and you had to take your cleats to your car, what would that be? Oh, you got you got the boot and you got to go put your boots in the boot. <laughs> like, I think I saw this in an honest trailer, but someone was like, "Coach Beard is every single King of the Hill character." In yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> that's so good is very accurate yeah like very yeah. very accurate yeah um he's also one of the writers Brennan he Hunt. is yeah. yeah uh and yeah it's it the first season is just like Pretty incredible incredible. Like, yeah. really incredible yeah. season two is definitely not as good yeah i still think there are good parts as we discussed no i i still yeah. think they're good parts. again like season two even if you just watch the opening <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I still think season two is worth watching, like, especially because uh, I, I want to see yeah. what they do in season three. Like I do. I'm much after finishing season one, I was so hyped to start season two it is nowhere near that. For season. I know it, that's because season one was like that good, but like it's also because I'm like, OK, well, where are they going to go now? The team was regulated like and now it's like I'm, I know what they're going to do. I know kind of how it's going to go. I think I do at least. See, I'm too attached to the characters now. Like oh, yeah. even after I, I, I they're really great. They're, they are great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was Ted Lasso. On to the other movie that we saw. Well, actual movie. The other one. Andrew Garfield movie that we saw. <laughs> <laughs> so now we we've seen heard. all of the Andrew Garfield movies this year. We have seen all the Andrew Being Garfield. Being Tick is... Tick Boom, The Eyes yeah. of Tammy Faye, and uh, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man? Not you just spoiled it, man. They all okay. know. They literally okay. and you have done seen Spider-Man. They have done interviews. <laughs> yeah. Like talking about it. Like him and Toby Maguire. Why is Toby Maguire being interviewed right now if he wasn't in Spider-Man? Like seriously. When's the last time you remember when's the last time you remember seeing Like when's the last time you remember seeing like him do an interview for like or media for something in the past like five years? Like, come on. If you didn't figure it out by this point, I'm so sorry for you because that must suck. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I feel like if you haven't seen Spider-Man by this point, you you don't want to see it. (laughs) No, you don't want to see it. You don't care. Exactly. So like, Um, yeah. Yeah. But Andrew Garfield was in this movie, but so were other people. (laughs) Um, Specifically, Jessica Chastain. She was in it. She um, was in it. Um, yeah. This is a biopic about Tammy Faye Baker, who was someone who I had never heard of before, um, before seeing this film. It's directed <laughs> by Michael Showalter, who uh, famously the did Sick. Yeah. The Big Sick. Yeah, which yeah. I am a huge fan of that film. Um, yeah. Very big fan of it. Only partly because I'm obligated to love Camille Montana. Um, Only partly. Yeah. I was... <laughs> No, that movie's like impossible not to like yeah. it's that's like one of the go-to recommendations that i can always say yeah just be like just see it it's very good just yeah it's, it's very, really good like didn't yeah. we see it together i'm pretty sure we did was it me you and maz yeah yeah mm-hmm. good back time. in 2017 throwback yeah great year for movies great year for movies really good year for movies. <laughs> yes very good excellent year <laughs> uh yeah but eyes of, eyes of tammy faye so this is about tammy and uh Jim Baker, Jim Baker, Tammy, Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Faye, um, Jim Faye Jim Baker, Faye Baker. <laughs> and Jim Baker, who were uh, televangelists in the 
70s and 80s, uh, which is a big time for televangelism. And they were like the biggest by far of all of these um, televangelists. And turns out that they were frauds and <laughs> embezzling a shit ton of money, which they you know, love to embezzle money because they don't have to pay taxes on it. So who would pay taxes when you could just not pay taxes? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, my God. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> The government takes that out of my salary automatically. That's a pain in the Very ass. Sad. Ugh. That's why you just gotta be a student and make no money. So they can't tax you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know, do that if you want. <laughs> they still tax you if you're a student. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to okay. learn about now, if you want to learn about how to not be taxed, watch Ozark. Wow. That's... So go see Ozark, basically. That's so what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but this is, yeah, just a biopic about Tammy Faye's, ma- mainly Tammy Faye's uh, life and kind of what she mm-hmm. does and her stuff. Yeah. Sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll give my thoughts on this because I, as a lifelong Christian and lifelong skeptic not like of both not of like i've always like found like the values and like the and like a lot of the teachings in the bible to be like very like good things for like all humans just practice and stuff but the way that people but i've always seen like my entire life the way that people twist um like the words in the Bible to fit their own worldviews and and what they want to do. Um, so I actually really enjoyed this because I think a lot of the movie is about showing that. It's about showing the way that people um, like to twist, like just very basic phrases like God loves everyone into like God loves everyone that follows his rules. You know, like, because that shit happens all the fucking time in in Christianity. Yeah. And like it, there's like so much divisiveness just within the church itself cuz like there are tons and tons of like priests and bishops all over the world that like are do not agree with Pope Francis who still fundamentally believes the exact same things that they do. It's just like yeah, it, it's so annoying. So watching that dynamic play out the whole time was very fun. <clears throat> The, I thought the set direction, the costuming, the makeup, um, was all really fantastic. All amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like Jessica Chastain, um, to get in like full Tammy Faye makeup, it was seven hours in makeup, all every day, and she's in that makeup for two thirds of the movie. So like, that's incredible that she that she did that, and then her performance is as good as it is because that's the third thing. The performances in this movie are so good. They're Un- so good. Fortunately, they all get just so massively overshadowed by Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain, because she just, like, gives everything. Like, I look, obviously, we love Andrew Garfield here, um, but he came off kind of like Andrew Garfield in comparison to Jessica Chastain, who came off yeah. like Tammy Faye in this, right? Yeah. Like, like Andrew Garfield was like it was noticeable that he was giving a performance and Jessica yeah. Chastain it's like 
no, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like she is insanely good. Um, that's like the only thing I can think of describe. It's it might be like up there with the best performance of the year. Um, yeah, if not like, the best performance I saw, I cannot think of anything better at the moment. Wow. Like, like Rachel Zegler from Westside, not not as good. I would agree. I still think Andrew Garfield in Tick Tick Boom was. He just he floored me, man. Those now those two performances like right next to each other. I don't know. That is tougher. I'd still give the edge to Jessica Chastain. Whoa, it's a hot take. Nah, it's not. It's a little lukewarm. Wow. I don't know. I think, I think it's a showy performance, but it's a very very deserved performance um, i i would agree like yeah. that jessica chastain like she she's my pick personally uh to win best actress like if i could pick i would pick her yeah um, I, would, I would too yeah like it's, it's between her and lady gaga for me and i would say that jessica chastain just like was on this wait real quick that was... real quick detour like how far do you think we are from getting like best actor encompassing like all genders like how far away do you think we are from that? i don't know because that's going to happen it will but on one hand i'd be happy because like you know we're taking away that like you know gender barrier which like is not needed yeah like but right now would... like right now we don't need to choose between andrew garfield and jessica chastain yeah um but, and it's great that they can both get that recognition yeah. but yeah, but that's like the thing that I would be sad about is, is in like a way. So I would I would hope that they would give like give pick like two people. Like, I don't know. I, I just No, who can't no, fuck that. What are they gonna <laughs> do? Be like one... best best actor and runner up? Like, come on. <laughs> you want them to order them so then someone has to be I was the tenth best performance of that year. Like <laughs> No. It's like a fuck ranking. That <laughs> fucking fucking needs millennial needs participation trophy bullshit shut up <laughs> no shut up you can't make everyone feel good Kane. I hate this <laughs> I don't I think we're like within I think it's like I think 15, we're in 10 years 10, 15. I think 15 years I think 15 years um, I think um, it's, it's, it's coming down the road yeah yeah but, but like I've thought it should be that for should have done that for like a while, a while. now. <laughs> a while. It's but it's the, like, it's the Oscars, man. No, it's like take like the years that have had like the best performances, right? It then it becomes like here. No, wait, sorry. Here, let me put it like this. Here's how I think they should do it. I still think that they should try to have it like split so you can't have only men all in the category or or like all women in the category. I think you yeah. should split it like that. Um, so you like you have to have some kind of mix of genders. Mm -hmm. um, like at least like 60, 40 or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like if someone's the best actor of the year, like regardless of gender, then they should get the yeah. freaking award. Yeah. What if they yeah. did it like the Golden Globes? <laughs> best actor, musical or comedy. <laughs> Best actor uh, drama, but anything can be a musical or comedy. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things, uh, jokes in BoJack Horseman was at the end of the first season when, for his book, 
Bojack Horseman wins the Golden Globe for best film musical and comedy. <laughs> and they were like, anything can be a musical or comedy. That's so <laughs> smart. It's like I it's hate such a Alcatraz. niche reference. Like only like uh, people who are really into film slash awards, like well, film yeah, awards, award season people, yeah. Yeah. Are gonna get it, but like oh, like so Get funny. Out was nominated for Best Musical or Comedy, yeah. which is like it's a horror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny as crap. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of comedic. It, it but, is. Yeah, whatever. but like it's definitely a horror movie with elements of comedy in yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, your thoughts, Tammy Faye. My thoughts. I personally thought that this was a pretty standard biopic. Uh, with some really, really incredible performances. Um, I, I felt similarly to it that I did to King Richard earlier this year, mm. um, where like I think the story is very interesting, and I, I didn't like I didn't know anything about this, so I came in and I was like, wow, I learned a lot about this world and about this world of televangelists. Right? I didn't. I I don't watch that because you know. <laughs> I got better things to do. No offense, uh, but, <laughs> but I don't, yeah. I don't normally, I didn't grow up watching televangelists. Um, but I think that, um, the story itself was very interesting. Um, and the makeup and the costumes and everything were like top tier. Like, yeah. especially yeah. with Jessica Justin and her performance, she disappears into that, into Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah. She just does. Yeah. And it works so well. I think the makeup helps a lot with that too. It does. Right? Like it, it not not like trying to discredit a performance at all, obviously, but like mm-hmm. um I think the makeup helps us like just see that as like a seamless transition into a character. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I that's just something that I I thought was really incredible was to see Jessica Chastain just like become this character. Because it's a really over the top showy role. It really is. Yeah, it is. Um it is. But well, in she, order that's to like, do that's that, who the person is. That's who too. she is. Yeah. That's just who she is. And so I think that that was really cool to see. Mm. Um, but other than that, I don't think that there was anything else besides the performances slash makeup slash costume that was like super. Yeah. That I really agree. stood out to me. Here's the thing. I think, you know, like you understand like the jig is <laughs> and like what mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you get that like by the time that they start like once they start like with their tv program that's where it slows down because mm-hmm. you're you're just like okay well when's it gonna come like when are they waiting and they're trying to build up all these little things that you'd like just kind of wish it would move faster and faster and faster yeah. um and they're just trying to like show all these things about her like but like i love the fact that they show that she believes that like christians can love pe- like lgbtq yeah. people but mm-hmm. at, at the same time like that wasn't like central to anything else in the story it like helped with that theme yeah but like it wasn't ever like a true source of conflict they never really even like like when they alleged that like um jim baker like had a um, a homosexual relationship Mm -hmm. that never it was never like a thing how that's how that's connected to tammy also like not seeing like lgbtq people as like a sin right like it's it was never they never drew that connection Uh, and i wish that they would have shown honestly i wish they would have just shown more of that 
more yeah, of that exactly. side of Tammy Faye because yeah. reading into her and uh, learning more about her after I saw it because I you know you do that thing with biopics where you look up what happened with her and all that sort of stuff after you see it. Um, that some, she so, became some, sometimes <laughs> a little blurb at the end just isn't enough. Yeah, it just isn't right. And so I looked her up, and it turns out that she's like a really, really big figure within the drag community, mm. um, and like the budding drag community in the '90s. She was a big figure for that, um, just in the way that she did her makeup and that sort of stuff. And there was a documentary that was the same name, "The Eyes of Tammy Faye," came out in the mid 2000s, and RuPaul narrated it, mm. um, and he like was a big part in producing and making that. And so, like, she was apparently a very big icon for the drag slash LGBTQ community in those times, especially with what she did because she gave a platform to an AIDS patient, right, mm -hmm. on a Christian show. Um, and so that was a really big moment. And that moment in the film is really good. I really, really like the way that it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I... it's easy to do that because it was also televised, right? So you can, like, go back and watch it and be like, yeah. okay, yeah, we could do that, right? But... Um, like I wish I I like those moments. I just wish that they could have connected it more. Like yes. they did it. It felt like they were showing us things that were integral to who she was, but they didn't really have purpose to be there. And it just and that's how like the entire like middle half of this movie is. Yeah, I'm like if you can chop up that middle part and just make it flow better, then this is a great movie. This is like, like a really really very exceptional biopic if that were to happen yeah i mean um, okay the direct the directing's like it's kind of average like yeah like there's not much going on here yeah. to, that you have to delve into but like it's still like if you can do that then super tight very easy to like tell people to watch it's just an interesting story mm -hmm. it's really good it just drags it, drags it just drags bad. because yeah. you're right it doesn't have any connection it doesn't feel like they have an actual direction of where they're going yeah um yeah. <clears throat> what they're trying to explore it felt like they were just trying to show what she did and yeah like, exactly this is what she did and it, it's just like a linear progression of the events without any real like connecting themes mm -hmm. to or and like the one like the the through lines i think is the relationship with religion which mm -hmm. is very like it is important. It's important to me. Like when I was watching it, I was like following that the whole time. But you need to give me something more with the characters. I just, it, yeah, there wasn't enough in that middle part, which sucked. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I still liked it. It wasn't bad or anything. And I think, no, again, no, no. I think that the performances are just like incredible. Um, <clears throat> Vincent D'Onofrio's in it. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio kills it. He does. He's not really in it for that long, but when he's in it, he's like, I don't know. I, I'm afraid that he's falling into like a typecast, though. Oh, he clearly is. He, clear, <laughs> he is clearly playing like Republican Kingpin from yeah. from Daredevil. <laughs> like he's just like Kingpin, and he's like, "Yep, there it is." He's like, "I love." Oh wait, what's the name? I love Ronald Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> so Ronald much. Reagan. Ronald Reagan. We, we got a campaign for Ronald Reagan because the Republicans, yeah. right? <laughs> the way, like, he says Republicans exactly in the way that I would expect <laughs> Kingpin to say. to say Republicans. <laughs> like, the Republicans are coming. This, hey, like, <laughs> we finally got a live-action Spider-Man versus Kingpin in this movie, though. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are right. Am I wrong? No. You are right. Dude, can we talk about how the makeup for Tammy Faye is like so good, but Andrew Garfield like looks like he's... He looks like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> he looks like he's like 25 the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. And personally... it's re- I found it actually really to be annoying. Yeah, um, and yeah. I love Andrew Garfield. I really do. I really, really like him. I think he's an incredible actor. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a good casting choice. I agree. I, do. I don't think I, it I, was. I fully agree. I think you had to give someone who was a little closer, like Jessica Chastain's age, where like yeah. it is someone that's more like middle aged in there to do it. Um, look, he he is really good. He gets like the accent um, is great. Um, he still has really good energy as like he always does. But yeah, yeah, he's just too like he has like such a it's it feels like youthful energy the entire yeah. time. Right. And that's the problem is that he I, and I just I hate to say that because it means like like there's nothing he could have done um, to to change his performance to make it like better. I just don't think that that's the case. I think that they just needed to pick someone older, um, not like, you know, Robert De Niro or someone, but like, no. um, no. you know, maybe, like someone, maybe like a Vincent D'Onofrio type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like literally. Like, like, no, because he doesn't look the part at all. He doesn't like, look the part, but like yeah. someone his age. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Imagine like Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> uh, that would have been funny. That would have been, been, been something. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I just yeah. think that they needed to pick someone who was uh, older yeah. for the role. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Oh, and like, yeah, I, I'd rather see someone like age down a little bit because you're not going to be like super young for that long in the movie. Yeah. So you can age down a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, also speaking of like really standout performances that won't get talked about, the mom played yeah. by Cherry Jones. She is great. She, she is, is really, really good. good. Yeah. Like super captivating. And like you see there's like a character change that she goes through in her relationship with Tammy Faye. Um, and it's just super nice to watch. Like I really liked when she was popping up on screen. She actually had like she kind of had like this vision of the of the religion that I actually think is really good. Not so much in the beginning, I mean, obviously, but like um like there was a lot more like forgiveness in there and she was like anti like capitalist. Um yeah. <laughs> because like that was like a that was like an opening scene when Tammy Faye and Jim Baker meet is that Jim Baker's like God wants us to be wealthy. <laughs> You fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you absolute fucking idiot. God. If you read the Bible and you're like, God wants me to be wealthy, you're a fucking dipshit. Like, I can't. I'm like, how many hoops are you jumping through, bro? Oh my God. And then she, and then she's just like, woo. Yeah, let's go. Like, uh, I forgot. It's so annoying. You also have to yeah. get over the fact that Tammy Faye could be like super annoying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, holy Jeez. fuck. When she does the puppet thing, I wanted to die every time. <laughs> I wanted to die every time, man. Oh. It's cringe. It's yeah, cringe. It's, it's very cringe. Christian cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Cherry Jones is a uh, Broadway actress. So, oh. you know? That yeah. Sense. She brought it. She did great. She really did. Oh. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I think we can kind of get into our question that we're gonna Okay. Ask, okay. Which is Oh my god, I forgot what it was. <laughs> is it I I think I remember. 
Is this like, do you think that this is a pro Christianity movie? Um, and for me, I'm going to have a less nuanced take on this as a, as a self-proclaimed not Christian. <laughs> um, and personally, this is just the way that I am. I'm See, sorry. I'm taking that away from you. I'm proclaiming you not a Christian. So, oh, wow. That's wow. me. That's me. It's using, using my, using my, my Catholic influence as we've done for hundreds of years. Wow. Taking things Imagine away. Imagine having influences. Taking, taking, <laughs> the Christians taking things away from the lesser. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, honestly, for me, I've, I'm a, a, a also, I will self proclaim myself as someone who really is not a huge fan of religion in general. That's just the way that I am. I'm Fair sorry. Enough. Fair enough. That's just, that's just how I am. I'm not religious. I've, I've never really been religious. Fair enough. Uh, even when my dad was like, we need to go pray. It was kind of just a chore. Uh, I was like, all right, you got to do it. And then once I turned 18, I was like, eh, I'm not doing this. Anymore. <laughs> the and moment me, I turned and 18. Me, and me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is done. Um, so, you know, that's just the way I am. This kind of, I would say is pro Christian, but as much as I don't love religion, I think it showcases some of the good parts of it, mm -hmm. um, which I think are totally valid. Religion can be a really good thing for a lot of people, um, and I totally respect that. For people that it works for, it, it is really, really good. Like for someone, I would even say, like Tammy Faye Baker, um, she was able to let it guide her life in a way that was healthy at, at points. Sometimes it wasn't, but it was for a lot of her ideals. Um, but uh, I, I do think that it is definitely pro-Christian. The movie itself is pro-Christian. Um, because it kind of shows the good parts mm -hmm. of Christianity and what it can do for people. And you can even see it right up until the end. The last moment yeah. Yeah. of the, of the uh, film is very, very, uh, very patriotic uh, to say the, to put it, uh, understated, I guess, is very patriotic, but I would say it's very pro-Christian. I I have a I have trouble with this, ooh, because I agree with you that it shows the the very good things that can come from Christianity, like all of the like the positive things that Tammy Faye got from Christianity, except for that God wants you to be wealthy. Um, <laughs> 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 I I pretty much live by a lot of those too, which is like ultimately it's about being like a better, kinder person. A better human and like, being. And right? like giving back to people in the world and like living by a set of morals that isn't going to hurt anyone directly or indirectly. And that's that kind of that's kind of like the gist if you're like reading it for, for that purpose, right? And that's a really healthy way of living, like a really, really good mentality. And like the like same way, like we, I mean, we had like Mormons that were at our, our high school. Yeah, were the nicest damn people I've ever met in my life, you know? Yes. And that's like the same way with a, a ton of Christians. There that I met some like some of the people like I know from church and stuff, they are the nicest people in the world um, yeah. because they're the people who have internalized that portion of it. That being said, this movie also shows all of the batshit awful sides yeah. of it too. Right. 
like um i forget again we keep talking vincent d'onofrio's character jerry falwell oh he's the worst man he's like <laughs> the worst and he is unfortunately like the major he represents the majority of christians who are actually in power and who can actually have any influence like he is so evil like at all times and it's just such and and he uses like his power and his religion to negatively influence and imp and oppress other people which is just yes it's so bad but that's literally how christians have operated since the fucking 1500s like mm -hmm. the span yeah. like the spanish inquisition like literally since the spanish inquisition that's just how christians fucking rock okay and they keep doing it so in my mind i think this is pro this this is this shows like positives but on the whole it's really just showing how like the religion is distorted and and like flayed <laughs> so that it can show like and it's just trying to show the worst parts of it and but not like have you come away from the movie saying oh well i guess all christians are bad they're not yeah but like a large like and it's still today it's like <laughs> if you, you go to mass dude there's maybe like 10 percent that are wearing masks and shit <laughs> literally and it's better it depends on where you go if you go to like more rural um churches then like no way. it's it's pretty tough to see a lot of people in mass i would say my church it's like 50 percent, but it's still it, the a lot of people here in yeah. houston most of them do wear masks good yeah um, it, it depends on it depends on your area um yeah. same way with a lot of things right but like <laughs> Like Joe Biden I, I goes do, to church. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say, though, that when I say that I think that the movie is pro-Christian, I think it's pro-Christian in the sense that it's showing the good parts of Christianity. Wait, so like that's, you, you mean like it wants you to come away thinking that there that like Christianity is still is like a good thing? Yes, that's what I that's what I basically think. Because I think that one. it shows that there are basically Christianity can be a very helpful thing if thought about in the correct way. Mm. That's basically the way that I took it. Um, but I can see other, I can see other arguments, but that's at least what I got. I don't know. It's really tough. Like it doesn't give you a conclusion to that at all. I don't, I like, I don't think that there is any distinct one. It's just kind of your perception of like, you're, if you're going to come away from that movie saying, Oh, wow like christianity sucks or like or like you're not gonna you're gonna i think everyone kind of comes away with it with the with the feeling of it's a mixed bag yeah. um because i mean honestly that is kind of how it is if you play it with too broad a brush yeah it's never it's never gonna encapsulate it like yeah yeah I don't know, and a, it's personally tough. i really wish that and we were talking about this earlier i really wish they had focused on like that conflict being mm. her conflict in her controversial views in terms of the Christian world. Mm -hmm. I would love to see if they focused more on that yeah. um, because then we would have had a more streamlined story and maybe we would have a better answer to this question. That's like the thing the film was kind of missing, right? Like I, the best biopics usually try to have like a central theme. I mean, mm -hmm. good movies, but like good movies, the yeah. best, <laughs> well, like, but like really good biopics. I think you can see a clear, thread in the person's life and i can't really see that that distinctly with tammy faye at it i think yeah you can kind of see her starting to stand up for herself more um and like that's 
and that's really good to see that kind of development. But other than that, like, she does feel hollow in a way. Yeah. You know? Just to compare to another biopic that came out this year being King Richard, which I really did like that movie. And I really like this. I like this one. Um, but with King Richard, there was a very clear theme that was going throughout that film that mm-hmm. he wanted to provide this future for his kids and for them to overcome obstacles that racial injustice had formed. Right. Mm-hmm. That was very much a central thing mm-hmm. um, that he wanted his kids to overcome that hurdle um, and that sort of thing. And so that really tied the movie together um, despite his flaws, because they did explore like the way that he was not necessarily the best person out there um, in some ways. But at the end of the day, there was that driving force that was there throughout the film with this one. I just, I can't see it. There was nothing where I was like, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. Those are, those are interesting to compare and contrast because I actually think King Richard is a better movie with a worse central performance. And I think the reverse for this movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I would agree. But yeah. I still, again, I don't think Will Smith did a bad job. I thought he did a very good job. Uh, and if he wins he, the Oscar, I, I won't I, won't, I wouldn't be upset, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset. I mean, better him than Ansel Elgort, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I would not yeah. be mad if he won. Uh, yeah. Especially, again, considering it's that legacy award. And look, Will Smith, he's a guy. <laughs> okay, so, okay, quick story. Uh involving or <laughs> televangelists i actually do have to exposure to these guys oh my god not, let's go not like not like much uh two things one when i was like really little and i used to like like try to stay up later than my bedtime um i would be like okay i'm just gonna watch whatever comes on at 10 o'clock so and it was televangelists <laughs> no so whatever what came on at 10 o'clock every night on like the station we would watch was the 700 Club. The 700 Club, no way. The Christian late night show. And I was like so bored. I never watched like two seconds. I like, I was like trying to watch it for like 10 minutes and I was so confused. And I was like, uh. now I want to go back and, try and watch that and see like if it's just like QAnon shit now. It wouldn't surprise me. It honestly wouldn't. It's uh, still going on. It is still it going is. on. The 700 Club is still going on. Yeah. Uh, so that A. And then B, so do you know, like, the scene of her, like, walking through a crowd of people who are just, like, sitting down and she's singing? Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so fucking accurate to, like, so many of these, like, country singing, like, Christian stuff that you oh see. So, like, when I, whenever we used to go down to my grandparents' house um, in rural Indiana, they... Like when we came on, we would usually it was like a five hour drive. So we usually came in around nine o'clock or ten. The stations that they usually had on were always like. Just like country, like old timey country reruns from the 80s. And it's just like people standing. It's almost like like white gospel where like they're just like sitting and like singing along as like one person with a microphone like is is walking around like singing out gospel and like stopping midway to be like if you haven't heard the word of jesus today <laughs> let him into your life why do you need like 
That thing was so accurate. It brought back so many damn memories of walking like, in. I've so, seen this before. <laughs> it's so accurate. Like those 80s televangelist shit. It's like the, they captured that shit. That set just That's so great. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie, this movie was a very interesting watch for me coming um, <laughs> from like, like being a very skeptic Christian. <laughs> so like, you're yeah. like, what? A, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, I like I really I'm very interested to know like Michael Show um Show Walters like background with that because yeah. I'm I'm sure like it's similar to mine. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it I felt like that like resident. That, it was weird. That's really good though, in terms of the writing and direction then. That, yeah, that felt so familiar like yeah because that's what it's capturing right exactly exactly i just i just don't know because i never watched televangelists dude they're they're just like the way that you see them in here and like everything you think about televangelist show it that is true that is so true it's like like most of the time it is just absolute bullshit and they're completely (laughs) just distorting everything you've ever read in the bible god God. i hate it (laughs) <laughs> yeah anyway that's the show thanks for listening thanks for uh, listening cool we're calling it a show now i guess nightmare alley next week yeah along I'm... with something else something else something else. oh wait i know what we're watching oh okay moonfall <laughs> yes 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 my most anticipated <laughs> movie of the year yes of the year i thought of february dude i don't give a fuck when avatar 2 is coming out this is the best movie this is the one oh yes okay all right we're going